You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Um, um, my name's Donna. Um, I'm married to Bryce, who is an uh, executive pastor at Southport Church of Christ, and he's preaching right now at Southport, so I thought, why don't we take a selfie and I'll send it to him. So everyone say Hello! Okay, and then we, I'm actually sending that to his phone. He's got that right now. So hopefully it doesn't distract him from his very important message that he's sharing with his people. Uh, I was doing uh, some conferences for Queensland Baptists and they asked me for a profile picture. <clears throat> and I thought, oh, no worries, I'll have one on my phone that I can, uh, that I can share with them. Uh, but I couldn't find one on my phone because all the pictures of me in my phone had other things in there. Um, but, uh, but I thought, well, it's a good way for you to get to know me. So I'm going to share that, that with you. Now, kids, when you see there's going to be lots of pictures flicking up on the screen, if you see an animal in there, you're going to yell out what the animal is, okay? Can you do that, kids? All right, great. Okay, so here is an alphabetical slideshow of some selfies. Uh, oh, so that's right, that's a blue-faced honey eater, that bird. Okay, we'll go quickly through these, Matt. What, what about that one, kids? That's a blue-tongued lizard, yeah. Uh, that's my family at bowling. Oh, not that quick. <laughs> that's B, that's my family at bowling, Bryce and Hannah and Josh. Hannah is 21 in a couple of weeks and Josh just turned 19. Oh, who... Who can guess what this is? It is, it is a baby bush turkey. Good job. Yes, our cat brings these, uh, these animals in and lets them go inside the house. No animals were her- harmed in the filming of this. That's right. Good job, kids. A butterfly. This one. Does anyone... Kids, do you know what that is outside the window there? Cotton is right. That's me in a cotton harvester visiting our church and services out at St. George. How about this one, kids? Yeah, that's an echidna. This one's a fireplace at Mount Tambourine, our favourite place to go for holidays. Yes, that's a brim at the Broadwater. I'm on a kayak there at Caloundra. Yes, I don't know what type of lizards they are. That was in Vanuatu. Someone knows what type of lizard that is. That's our family at Mount Tambourine again. Is it? Uh, this one, um, yes, well, do you know what? It is a rat, but I didn't know that at the time. Otherwise, I would absolutely not be holding that in my hand. So uh, at the time, I put this under M for mouse, but, or a marsupial. I thought it was a marsupial. Uh, this is me in the Mustang, the old Mustang. This, this is me with a, a parking stick, so that's under P. Uh, with a peace lily that someone surprised me with at work. Uh, I had a bit of a, uh, a little thing done, so I got a pirate eye patch and, uh, and headscarf to just fit in with the theme. Uh, this is a possum and that... Po- oh, sorry, kids, what is it? <laughs> uh, and uh, it's actually biting my finger instead of the carrot, hence the, f- hence the look on my face there. Now, this is under, yes, it's under R for rat on this occasion. Uh, what's that one, kids? Yeah, Rubik's Cube. All right, we're getting, this is me with a shotgun. <laughs> Just doing some clay target shooting. Yes, that's right. It is a huntsman, yes, but I, that's under S for spider. That's a big sunflower that Bryce grew for me. How about this one, kids? 
Yeah, we, right, we rescued that off a road in Bundaberg. And you, look, he's smiling. How cool is that? Uh, that one, kids? Yes, that's a wallaby, that one. We're nearly at the end. And this is the last one. This is me on a Zoom call and it has glitched and just removed my face, which you can't, you can't actually make it do that in a Zoom call. So it uh, did provide some entertainment for the people who were there. So that's just a little, a little slideshow um, to, uh, just to introduce myself to you if I don't already know you. Uh, so today we're remembering 140 years of Church of the Christ in Queensland. So 140 years ago, um, a man called Stephen Cheek came up from Tasmania and he, he came to a place called Zillman's Waterholes first and he started sharing the gospel. And people got saved and they followed Jesus, they got baptised and he, he, he went west to Toowoomba, out to Warwick and, he, uh, and, and churches started to form. And then, uh, and then in August of that year, so just last month, we celebrated when the first group of leaders from those churches came together to form a, the conference called the Churches of Christ. And so that's what we celebrate today. And so I wanted to talk to you today about our legacy, about our legacy as Churches of Christ, about your legacy at Burley Church and your legacy as people as well. Uh, now, in Church of the Christ, we have, um, we have created six videos about our history. So if you've got your phones, you can, you can go to that, um, that website a bit later on. Um, or maybe um, Steve will put it in your newsletter. And, uh, and you can watch those videos. And I uh, actually had the privilege of narrating five of those videos, or all six really. And, uh, and it was just so, such a great opportunity to, to tell the story of Church of the Christ. And I really enjoyed the opportunity to do that. And so legacy is something that is passed on, something of importance, something with long-lasting impact. Um, we have a family legacy um, in our family. You do all as well. Um, you might not be able to think about what that is. You might be able to think about straight away. Oh, yeah, this is, these are the things that define our family. And so a few things that define my family growing up and now is that we love to help people that we love adventure, I think I, I told an adventure story last time I was here, and that we love God. Now that almost skipped a generation for us um, because my parents weren't attending church, but when we moved up to the Gold Coast um, when I was three, um, someone was door knocking from Narang Church of Christ, and they said to my dad, would you be interested in coming to church? And he said, no. But my wife probably would. And so my mum started going to church at Narang Church of Christ and the rest is history. Uh, and then we, we went to Southport Church of Christ later on. I met Bryce there. He was a youth group leader. Um, but we didn't get together then. That would have been inappropriate. Um, but later on, about four or five years later, we did. Um, and then we got married at Southport, had our kids at Southport. And then um, Bryce was a pastor at Bundaberg Church of Christ, then Caloundra Church of Christ. And now um, Southport has called us back. So we've been there about um, five years back at Southport. And I work for Churches of Christ, so um, I head up the ministry and the mission of Churches of Christ in Queensland. We've got 65 churches, uh, we've got chaplains in all of our services, and, uh, and it's just a, a privilege and honour to, to serve our churches and to facilitate the mission in Queensland. Uh, in churches we have legacies as well. You might be known for your Bible teaching as a church. You might be known for being welcoming and friendly as a church. You might be known for your mission and your service to the community. And we take pride in and we invest in our good legacy 
and we be wary of and, uh, and even fight against the bad legacy that sometimes is passed on in families, in churches. But there's so much good that can come out of a good legacy and that we can invest in for the, for the generations coming after us as well. And so thinking of this, thinking of our 140 years did make me ask, what is our legacy of Churches of Christ? And, uh, and so that story about Stephen Cheek coming. Now, when Stephen Cheek was on his way from Warwick to Kalani, he got caught in a storm. He was walking back then. Uh, he got caught in a storm and he, he couldn't get warm. Um, and he, he, he sheltered in a, in a hut, but he couldn't make a fire. He got very sick and he actually passed away. And so his legacy of giving his life for sharing the message and the love of Jesus throughout Queensland is the first in so many people um, who have, have invested in the, in the legacy of the gospel and the legacy of Church of Christ in Queensland. And uh, you can hear some of their stories in those history videos. And since then, we've grown in, in number um, and in our mission to bring the light of Christ into communities. So we've got those 65 churches throughout Queensland. We've got about 9,000 people, about 6,000 people meeting every Sunday and they reach about 9,000 other people during the week through our churches. So 15,000 people plus all of the people that are reached through our care services. We have a quarter of Queensland's foster kids in our care as Church of the Christ. We're one of the largest uh, affordable housing providers in Queensland. And we have 1,800 residential aged care beds plus, plus uh, retirement living and home care as well. And it's so, such a privilege to be part of that legacy. And so as uh, in Churches of Christ, Matt, uh, if you just bring up the, uh, the, the slide. As Churches of Christ was founded, um, actually out of, um, out of a revival that happened in the US, as Church of Christ was being founded and then came to Australia, these are the principles that we see, that as Church of Christ we strive for an authentic Christianity. We don't want to be, be burdened or weighed down or distracted by, by religion, by a lot of the other things that, that humans can tend to add to our religion. We are followers of Jesus. We recognise the authority of the Bible. We practise baptism by immersion, which means to go right under in the water. Uh, we value congregational governance as Church of the Christ. So we have elders. We, have, uh, we, we vote as congregations. Uh, we welcome all believers to take communion. And that one came out of our, out of our roots um, in, that, in the revivals that was, were happening in America. So um, usually the denominations would meet in their own groups and when a new town was, was built as, the, um, as they were colonising, uh, the denominations would build their own churches. Um, but then during the revival, Christians started to meet together and they prayed together and they worshipped together and they, they heard sermons from the different denominations and God moved amongst them. And then, uh, and, um, and our founder, Barton Stone, was at one of those. And, and he hosted one of those then at his town. And 60,000 people um, descended on the little town. And instead of just a weekend meeting, it went for a week. But it had to finish because there was no grass left for the horses to eat. Uh, and so out of that, he said, we should be doing this. We should be just be authentic Christians. Let's be followers of Jesus. Let's come together without our denominational barriers and, uh, and worship Jesus. 
And so in, in Church of Christ, we invite everyone to use their gifts. Um, we, we steer away from the hierarchy and, uh, and for only the elite um, serving in the church. And we stand by this rule, in the essentials unity, in opinions liberty, in all things love. Which means the, the things that are essential for salvation, the things that unite us, we stand on those. And then we give grace with the things that are outside of that. So we're celebrating our 140 years. Thanks, Matt. And, uh, and, as, and as Burley Church of Christ, you're joining with us today. And many of our churches throughout Queensland have been doing that. Last weekend, I was at Ann Street Church of Christ, and they are 140 years old. And so we had a, a worship night on the Saturday night and then a, a service on the Sunday. And their legacy, the people that have, that have served there and ministered there and gone out from there, um, reaches right across the world. And so you're joining with Church of the Christ as well in, in looking back over our history, over your history, over taking stock of what is now and then looking forward to the future, what could be next. And so when we're considering our legacy, we ask ourselves, what legacy are we living now? And what legacy are we leaving for those who will follow after us? The best way to answer those questions is to spend time with God, isn't it? And a great way of doing that is in his word. And so we're going to jump in this morning. And the first passage uh, we, I want to look at is Hebrews 10, 19 to 25, which says this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Now that passage does go on, just go back a sec, Matt, um, because I just want to explain a little bit of the context of that in case you're not familiar with it. Um, so some of those things are, are just confusing to read at first about the curtain, about sprinkling, um, about pure water. What is that about? And so these are references to the Jewish way of, of worshipping. That before Jesus, people had to bring sacrifices for their sin. In order to be right with God, they had to bring sacrifices. Only the high priest could be in the Holy of Holies to commune with God. No one else could. And actually, in Jesus' day, the temple was set up with a thick curtain um, so that no one could accidentally cross or accidentally see into there. But when Jesus died on the cross, that, that curtain was torn from top to bottom. I think it was about a foot thick, the curtain, top to bottom. It was, it was torn because that barrier between man and God was removed by the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And so that's what we celebrate today. And, and so the, the spring, having our hearts sprinkled referred to the, the Jewish tradition of sprinkling the blood of the lamb on things to consecrate them and to cleanse them. And the washing with pure water was the same, to consecrate and to cleanse. And so this is what this passage is talking about. We have the confidence to enter that most holy place, to have a relationship with God because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We are now cleansed and free and consecrated. And that verse goes on to say in the next slide, so let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. 
And let us consider how we may spur each other on uh, toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. This is our legacy. And we'll see it in so many of the other passages this morning. We draw near to God in surrender. We hold on to the hope of our salvation through Jesus. We live this out as a community of believers and then we express it through our mission to our wider community, to our neighbourhood, to our friends, our workmates, our teammates, to the ends of the earth. And so they're summarised in the next slide. Um, The gospel is our legacy. It's about Jesus. Uh, It's about community and it's about mission. I love hearing deep truths expressed in meaningful ways. I love hearing someone bring the Bible to life. Um, It's so inspiring to me personally. And and sometimes when I hear someone explain something that I haven't understood or haven't understood like that, I'll, uh, I'll be so excited for me also, but then to be able to share it with other people as well. Uh, and most of the time, it's great hearing people share. Um, it can make the Bible come alive to us. Uh, but we also need to do our own study. Because have you ever heard so, someone say something really awesome? You're like, that's amazing. But, and you go and read the Bible and you're like, oh, it doesn't really say that. It almost says that, but it doesn't really. Um, and so I can't then preach it to, to someone else um, because I have to be true to what the Bible says. We can't read into the Bible what we want it to say. We have to be taught by the Bible. God speaks to us through the Bible. That's one of the ways he speaks to us. And so when I was preparing for this message today, um, I, I started with a little bit of a legacy thought in mind, but the passages actually informed it and they lined up together. It's so amazing when that happens. It, it, it always surprises me, but it shouldn't because it always happens. As Christians and as churches of Christ, we respect the authority of the Bible. We can't say things it doesn't say. Now, there are thousands of scholars in the world because lots of parts of the Bible are open to interpretation. They get paid to formulate an opinion on what something might mean or might not mean. But in the essentials, we must be unified. In the truths about Jesus, in the truths about who God is, about how he loves us and what he invites us into. And there are a few right here in our next passage from 1 Corinthians Chapter 15, 1 to 11, it says this, For what I have received, I passed on to you as of first importance. See that legacy wording there, what I received, I passed on to you. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. So these truths about Jesus, the, that legacy wording at the, at the start, which I didn't even see when I first chose the passage, the reliance on the scriptures. So, so many things about Jesus were foretold in the Old Testament, which came true, which is really important. And so I just want to share with you three, um, three elements of, the, of legacy of Churches of Christ. And the first one is the centrality of Jesus and our practice of communion. 
Jesus is God. He's an equal part of the Trinity. He was incarnated as a human. He was born to a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died and he rose again. He was the perfect sacrifice for our sins. No more is needed and nothing additional is required. And he simply invites us to bow our knee to him and only him, to repent of our sin, which is just going our own way instead of his, and to come to him to receive forgiveness, to follow and obey him, and then to walk in that freedom that he offers us. Not out of duty, but out of that relationship with him. As Christians and as part of the Church of Christ movement, we believe what the Bible says about Jesus. And we celebrate, we choose to celebrate this week as Church of Christ through communion. So as Steve uh, led us before, we take the cup, which is, uh, which is a, um, which reminds us of Jesus' blood shed for us. We take the biscuit, the cracker, the bread, which reminds us of his body given for us. And we do that each week looking back over what he has done. We do that taking stock of, of now, of our relationship with Jesus. And we do that looking forward, just as he said, because he's coming back. Jesus is coming back. He could come back this year. He could come back this week. And so we live our lives in the light of that. 1 Corinthians 11, just a little bit earlier in Corinthians the same words are used again, which I didn't choose for this. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We remember that he died. His sacrifice is the payment so that our sin is forgiven, so that we are free. And as a Church of Christ, we celebrate that each week. So we looked at the, the centrality of Jesus and the practice of communion. N Another element of Church of the Christ is the gathering together and the using of our gifts. And we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10 for this one. Hebrews chapter 10, 19 to 25 says, Let us draw near to God. This is our passage we looked at before, but just a small part of it. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. As we remember our roots of Church of Christ uh, throughout the world in America, we invited people to come together as followers of Jesus without those denominational barriers. The disunity that existed in the church was highlighted. And so our founders were prompted to get back to that authentic Christianity, to be followers of Jesus, to join with him in his mission to the world. 
and to invite other people into that. And this was their legacy and this is ours. And Churches of Christ value gathering together and we, we value that congregational governance, not creating hierarchy to rule, but every member ministry, every person using their gifts, all of you, every person discipled to grow deeper in their faith and to explore avenues of service for King Jesus. Our churches are congregationally governed with, uh, with pastors and elders. Um, sometimes that's messy in our churches. Sometimes people say, this is hard. What, like, yeah, we, we should go and do this like these, these other people. But this is the, the value of Churches of Christ, is that each person brings their gifts, their talents, their experience, and their service for Jesus. Romans 12, 3 to 8 says, In Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Service in the church, in churches of Christ, is not reserved for the ordained. I'm um, an ordained pastor with churches of Christ, and it doesn't mean anything in churches of Christ. Um, nobody, nobody uses the term reverend because we are all the same. We're all just using our gifts, just serving our king. Outside of churches of Christ, it has some meaning, but inside churches of Christ, it doesn't. Although, it, when someone is ordained, we are recognising the call on their life for ministry, which is really important and which, which does line up with, with the Bible. But it's not a hierarchical thing. It's not reserved for the ordained, it's not exclusive for the powerful, and it's not restricted to the elite. Everyone is welcome to serve. Each person here, even the kids. And so the gospel is our legacy. Um, this is actually a clip from one of the video, the final video. And, uh, and we had some help as Church of the Christ putting together the videos. We had some, some video help. Um, I had to go into a studio to, uh, to do the voiceover recordings. That was pretty cool. I'd like to do that again. And, uh, and for this last one, when it, when it was in person, I had a hair and makeup artist. <laughs> I don't wear makeup and I don't have to do much to my hair other than do that. So they, uh, they got a good deal that day. Um, uh, but it, it was an honour to do that. And, and I had a little bit of, uh, of freedom along the way to change the script um, because some of the things it didn't didn't sound like us as churches of Christ but some of the things um, just weren't quite there um, so the script writer had said they were talking about our our care and our outreach our homes for kids who didn't have any families that we were setting up and they said but it was the people in our churches who transformed lives and that was written on the script I had my headphones on and my microphone in a soundproof room and I said, oh, can we change this? Because it's not the people that transformed lives, it's actually the people sharing the, the message and the love of Jesus which transformed lives. And so we changed that in the script. You'll, you'll see that in the videos if you watch it. Uh, and so that's who we are as Church of Christ. We're servants of Jesus. We use our gifts, we... Um, we respond to his offer of salvation for us personally and then we share that with others.
It's a message of Jesus through people loving and serving him, led by his spirit, on mission with him. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, says this. Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Each year we do a census of our churches in Church of Christ. That's how I knew how many people we have attending our churches, how many people that are reached outside of our Sunday services. But what's more important than those, uh, than, the, than the membership and the Sunday attendance is those outreach, is how many baptisms that we've had. Not for the numbers, but for as a sign that God is working, that we are partnering with him in our different churches and different communities. We track how many baptisms that you have had over the years and, and just this month we have done a 20-year uh, survey of all of the data and, um, and I, I need to get a little bit more information before I, I give you yours officially. But I can pretty confidently say that you have had over 100 baptisms in the last 20 years. Yeah, round of applause. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you for serving. Thank you. Thank you for using your gifts, for responding to the call that Jesus has on your life and sharing that with others. That isn't true for all of our churches. And so there will be conversations going forward with some of those churches to say, hey, this is, have a look at our stats, let's talk about that together. And even for our churches that have really great numbers of outreach into the community, we're going to have conversations with them and say, tell us what you're doing. Can we share that with others? But also, how are you um, sharing the message of Jesus with these people. There might be some other ways that they can, they can take more advantage of that. Not take advantage of people, but take advantage of sharing the message. People are now or will be in heaven because of your investment in them. People are now or will be in heaven because of the ministry of Burley Church of Christ, because of the conversation that you have over the fence with your neighbour because of the conversation that you have with someone inviting them to church, because of the conversation you have with someone sharing your life, sharing your story, sharing what Jesus has done for you. You must, we must be living the legacy in order to leave a legacy, right? And so we can say that the people in the history of Burley Church of Christ must have been doing that. And maybe there was some other bits of legacy we might not want to take forward. I don't know, I'm just hypothesising. Um, but there is a legacy there. And we can invest into the legacy of the future. We might be in the story of the next 140 years when Church of Christ uh, celebrate their 280th um, anniversary. If Jesus hasn't come back by then, but I bet he will. Um, we might be in there. But do you know what? Who cares if our name is in there or not? What matters right now is just partnering with Jesus, just following hard after him and inviting other people to join. Sometimes there's big events where we invite people to follow Jesus. Sometimes amazing preachers, sometimes the opportunity to counsel the hurting or to sit with the broken or to feed the hungry or to provide clothing to the poor, to encourage the lonely. 
And sometimes there's the opportunity to share the gospel as well. First by your actions, then by your lives, and by your words. As you gather, as you gather around those small tables, whatever that looks like, as you gather in the op shop, in the coffee shop, as you serve um, with, with the um, orange sky, or, uh, or in the op shop, or in other, uh, with the hampers, or in the community. As you invite people around to your home, as you have the conversations over the fence, or at school, or in your workplace. And so Jesus invites us into the mission. And a practice of Church of Christ is that as we do that, as we respond to that, that uh, we practice baptism by immersion. And uh, that means going all the way under and coming up again. Um, but we don't judge other people, other, other denominations for doing sprinkling. That's just our practice here. If you have been um, baptised as an infant, um, maybe you've done confirmation and you've had a public declaration of your faith. Um, that's awesome. You are welcomed here. There's no separation. Um, but as Church of Christ, we practise baptism by immersion, um, which was Jesus' invitation for us. And so this mission of sharing the gospel is Jesus' legacy. He died so that we could experience abundant life and, and to share it with others. That's what he, he invited us to. That's what he commanded us. He asked us to do. Have you taken that step of obedience, that step of, of baptism? Um, baptism is an outward sign of an inner process. So in baptism, you go down into the water, which, which signifies, reminds us of our old life, which is dead and gone. You rise up out of the water, and it reminds us of our new life in Christ, washed clean by Christ's sacrifice for us. And we do it in community. We do it as, as amongst believers, sometimes in a church, sometimes in a creek or a river or the ocean, um, because it's a public declaration of our faith in Jesus. There's no turning back. That's how we practice it as churches of Christ. Have you taken that step of obedience? Have you been baptised? There's no pressure. You don't have to. It's Jesus' invitation. It's Jesus' invitation for you to make a public declaration of the transformation that he has made in your life. Or if you haven't experienced that yet, then have chats with people around here that you see often. Maybe the person that you're sitting next to or that you came with today. Jesus' invitation is for you. He wants to forgive your sin. He wants to heal that, that broken relationship that you have with God and he wants to offer you a new, full, abundant life. Would you consider taking that step if you haven't done so already? If you have taken that step, we'll go to our, I think this is our last, almost, second last slide. Um, if you have taken that step, will you take the next one, Matt? To, as Matthew 28 says, to go to make disciples and to teach them. Where do you think I am going or, or I am in this photo here? Call out the answer. What's that? No one's willing to call out. Anyone want to give it a guess where I'm going or where I am? Kids. Kids. I can rely on you. Where am I going, kids? That is very true. That's not what I was going for, but awesome. That's very true. 
I, I, was, I, I thought that you might think that I was going, that, that because we're talking about mission, that I'm going overseas to spread the gospel. But this is a photo from this week, and it's in Gladstone. Um, we, were, we went up and back to Gladstone for some, some meetings, um, and, uh, and we had a 4.30 flight, which was cancelled, and then pushed back, and then pushed back, and then we were on the 7.30 fi- flight, but it was overbooked, and so we missed out. And that was the last Qantas flight of the day, so they put us on the 6.30 a.m. flight for the next morning. But then we, we, arranged, we managed to get a Virgin flight, um, but that, that, then that was cancelled. Uh, so we were on the last Virgin flight of the day, and this is me very excitedly doing a selfie of, oh, I'm going home. So I got home at 1 a.m. on Thursday morning from that trip to Gladstone. And this photo here, I didn't realise it as I took the photo, but I just turned around in the line to take the photo, but the man behind me, who was very tall, thought I was taking a photo of him. But I'm like, no, no, it's a selfie. Um, and so we don't have to go anywhere special to join Jesus in his mission. We just go home. You go to work. You go to talk to your neighbours, to your sporting team. And the actual, the Greek that is used in Matthew 28, it's not a command to go, it's, uh, it's saying as you go. And I think literally it is, in your going, make disciples. In your going, teach people. In your going, baptize people. And so that's his invitation to us. And he promises to be with you to the very end of the age, he says. You don't have to get on, your, on a plane. It's with your family, your friends, your neighbours, your op shop your doctor's surgery, your grocery store, your shopping centre, your bus stop. And so I want to just finish then with our final slide. Um, Oh, no, there is one after this, sorry. But almost the final slide. Um, the, The centrality of Jesus, the gathering together and the call to mission. Now, in Church of the Christ, that looks like practicing communion every week. It looks like everyone using their gifts. It looks like baptism by immersion. But the essentials are the centrality of Jesus. The gathering together as the body of Christ. The call to mission. And as we think about our legacy, we look back on what has happened. Uh, we look back on the, on the sacrifice of Jesus and what he has done in our lives. We take stock of where we are now and the investment that we are making and then look forward to what that could look like in the future. And so I just want to leave you and actually pray this, uh, this passage over you from 2 Thessalonians 2, 15 to 17. So then, brothers and sisters of Burley Church of Christ, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings that were passed on to you. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and, our God, and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. May he encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good, work, good deed and word. As we sing these hymns and we get to sing three, that's awesome. Let us just join together as the body of Christ, remembering what Jesus has done and, uh, and offering ourselves to what he would like to do for the future.